And then hopefully, you know, we can continue and have members become, you know, um, advocates out in the community and do presentations on domestic violence to other organizations, to other folks who might be going through domestic violence and certain situations that are similar to theirs, um, because who better to support survivors than survivors themselves? So that would be really listening to the Woman Inc. podcast. Woman Inc. is a San Francisco-based nonprofit that has been serving the city and larger Bay Area since 1978. We support survivors of domestic violence and their loved ones along their healing journeys, bridging value-rich networks designed to address intersections of violence. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in for this episode. Today, we will be talking about Echando Palante, a program from our Latinx program. My name is Stephanie Colorado. I have been with Women Inc. since about, I believe, 2012. I started off as a volunteer. I helped on the support line. I helped in the Latinx program. I helped with drop-in hours. And now, since a couple of years ago, I believe three or four, I am now the Latinx program co-manager. Today we'll be talking about, in this episode, we'll be talking about the history of Echando Palante, um, what our experience with Echando Palante is, and what it means to us as well, and our vision with EPL. Hi everyone, Um, my name is Adilia Preciado. I've been with Women Inc. for um, about nine years, ever since 2012, um, same as Stephanie. I also started off as a volunteer and then did some work on the support line, drop-in hours, and then helped out with the Latinx program. Um, And then a couple of years back, I transitioned into my position now as Latin program co-manager. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about Echando Palante's history. So Echando Palante, for, for folks who don't speak Spanish, means moving forward. Uh, So Echando Palante is a program within the Latinx program. Um, It is a continuation program that participants can either volunteer to be in or they can opt not to be in it. It's just a program um, for folks to build community and stay connected to the agency. And they meet once a month. They have different topics folks come in and present different things. They pretty much run the group and they decide what they want to see. It started in 2011. So that initial group started because there was a support group that was running and staff and volunteers saw that there was a lot of folks who were coming to the group continuously, but they no longer needed that support group-based crisis support. So some participants approached staff and they wanted to still be connected to Women Inc., still be connected to the agency, and still be connected to other folks within the group. And that is how Echando Palante group was formed. Um, So they wanted that community. They wanted that continuation. They wanted that connection with the agency, but they also didn't need 
the support that a support group was offering. They weren't in that crisis stage, but they still needed other additional support. So this is why the Chando Palante was formed. And um, Stephanie and I have participated with this group in different ways throughout the years. And um, I think Stephanie can talk a bit about her experience with Echando Palante and how she initially came on to help one of the old managers of the NX program with that. Yeah, thank you, Adelia. One of the first initial way, ways I remember like tuning into and hearing about Echando Palante was as a volunteer. I remember as a volunteer, I knew I wanted to help out my community um, in any way that I could. And the current manager there was like, oh, we have this program called Echando Palante. She told me a little bit more about it, just what Adelia was just telling you guys. And we kind of, and I kind of tried to see how I could like support um, the program manager at that time. And at that time, I supported with either like calling members the day before to come in for the session for their group meetings the next day. Um, I remember I went to a couple of meetings during as a volunteer and I would provide the child children's program while the members would meet. I remember sitting with a couple of children while the members would meet and we would do activities such as drawing, painting um, with the little ones and seeing like how we could keep them entertained while their parents were in, in the group. Um, I also remember trying in the group. One of the other experiences I remember is when the program manager went on maternity leave, um, I had the opportunity to cover her leave as well. Um, and one of the tasks was to do a project with the channel Palante. And the task and the project was to do an artwork for a community event that was going on at the time called Surviving and Thriving. Um, so we met with, I think about, I believe like eight-ish or so members during that time. And we created this great painting with members' footprints, um, footprints and hands. And we were able to display it at the event, which I believe was an auction. And then we were able to see how members came together, how they were able to kind of work, like how they've been working throughout the months or years that the program has been around um, and come together and kind of be community with themselves and just seeing their artwork too as well and seeing their artwork in the community. Um, so that was really nice to see. Now as working with EPL as a program, program co-manager, it's been a little bit different. Um, there's a lot more hands-on that I get to do with Adelia. We get to do a lot of more planning. We get to do, see more members. Um, we see old members, we see new members and their experience with the group too. Um, so recently there's a batch of new folks in the group as well. And it came just like Adelia said, um, a lot of the group members, we were able to provide a support group um, with our clients and we saw that they did the support group, finished their eight weeks of support groups, um, and they would ask me or Adelia when the next support group was. But we were able to tell them, oh, we have this group. Um, so it was really nice to have that foundation and that background 
for us to be like, oh, we have this group where you guys could all join together. But instead of once a week, we'll be we'll meet once a month too. So we were able to share that opportunity with them. And immediately the members were able to find community within themselves, just like they did in group, they were able to find community within themselves in Chando Palante, as well as members from other um, from other previous Chando Palante. So it was a mix of like old folks and new folks um, bringing more community together. So it's been really nice to see how throughout the years um, since I think it's been almost 10 years that I've been with Womening, how things, how different roles that I've played, um, little roles into now a bigger role, planning with Adelia, what kind of things we could do, what can we bring to the group, um, watching folks grow in the groups. It's been really nice um, to see a full um, circle working with the Chando Balante group too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have a little similar experience to Stephanie as well with Echando Palante, um, not as in-depth as her, um, just because um, we started, you know, in different roles and we both worked with Echando Palante in different capacities. Um, I remember also calling members, you know, back in the day when we were volunteers, calling members and letting them know like, oh, you know, we have a meeting coming up this month, will you be able to attend? And, you know, doing little stuff like that, helping out with Child Watch. Um, I also helped out run one of the meetings, which was someone who came in for a presentation around health. And they just spoke to members about <clears throat> healthy eating, what is, you know, good to eat. They showed them like the nutrition pyramid, things like that. Um, so we've definitely worked in like different capacities. And I think when we both came into the role of um, Latinx program co-managers. We saw the need for this continuation of Echando Palante because it wasn't a new group that we created or we started. But the thing that we saw was that the members that were originally part of the group weren't coming to the meetings anymore. You know, folks um, weren't needing that continuation anymore so we were wanting to see how can we get this group going again so we thought of you know it, might, it was a good idea to just have like a fresh start of members and that's when we saw who might be good for this newer group this new group and you know just offered that opportunity to find people and you know they were very excited um, because it was something new to them, but it was definitely, you know, a different group, you know, originally it was about what, 15 members and now we're a little smaller, but, you know, we do have a good chunk of folks who continue to show up and, you know, be excited about these um, meetings. And with the pandemic, we've had to switch over to Zoom meetings. And instead of monthly meetings, we meet once a week, which is what folks wanted but everybody's like super excited and they all love coming to the meetings and it's like a different capacity, a different role that we're in, but it's still that excitement that we, you know, that we initially got when we first heard about this group. So, you know, with that, I don't know if Stephanie wants to touch a little bit about what Echando Palante means to her. And then I can talk a little bit about what it means to me. 
Yeah, definitely. Entiendo Palante for me means a lot, just in a sense that because we're able to connect with clients ourselves too. Oftentimes where I've seen work is just like, we help the survivor, they're done with their crisis, and then we never might hear from them again or keep connections just because like they might not need our support as much. Um, But it's been really rewarding to see how clients like want to keep connected, but there was no space. And I've never found a space where there was a space for that. As a case manager, as a, um, connecting with their clients, is it, it means a lot, right? And being able to kind of like keep that connection with them and being able to see how they grow, how they empower themselves. And just seeing them years after we're done with their crisis, um, years after they're like, what resource do I need to get me out of this, this crisis that I'm in right now? Like now it's resources, probably that's something totally different. Um, not high crisis, um, and a little bit more um, manageable to kind of help them, like empower themselves to do and find that research themselves. So it's been really nice for me as an ex- experiencing Nintendo Palante, just in a sense that like I've never worked in a place where there's so much community within members themselves, but also community with me and Adelia as well. When we are in an Nintendo Palante group, it does feel like part of our little family, part of definitely a good part of the month that when we used to meet together, it was a good meeting that we would look forward to every month um, to meet with them. There's a lot of like checking in, which takes most 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 part of the meetings. And then a lot of learning new materials, um, but also catching up with members. And like Adelia said, with the pandemic, we were able to um, be a little bit more flexible with them. Um, Because at first, with the whole pandemic hit, we had no idea what was going to go on, right? Like, one of my first thoughts was like, oh, no, we can't do EPL anymore. And then one of our, our, because we had planned January, we had planned what kind of topics they wanted to do, right? And one of our topics was to learn more about technology, but with the, when the pandemic hit, we never got to that. So we weren't really unsure if Zoom or was going to be a good platform for our members too. But me and Adelia had a lot of faith in our members and we talked about it and we're like, let's try it. Let's see how we could like try to get us to connect. Let's do the text messages. Let's send them links um, and see how we could connect them. Um, we'll be on the phone seeing how it works with them. And of course it took like, 15 or 20 minutes, somebody couldn't connect the audio, somebody can connect the camera. Um, so it took us a while to get the whole Zoom thing down with our members. We knew that it was going to be a bit challenging, but we knew like just like how they overcome a lot of things, they were able to overcome this too as well, right? Um, so we finished our first meeting and I guess since we hadn't seen each other for a couple of months, like a month or two, I think, um, it really hit us and we we spoke with them and we saw how they reacted to being able to be in the same space together again, even though it was not in person, it was virtually, it was nice to see how they reacted too. Um, so we checked in with them again and we asked them because we checked in with Adelia and we were like, that was really nice. Um, and we wanted to know if for them, would it be too much? to do it weekly or to do it once a month. And instantly the members were like, no, 
let's do this weekly. Um, we love that we could do this again all the time. And we have, we continue to meet instead of once a month, we continue to meet weekly since the pandemic started. And now a little bit what has changed is that now they ask, when are we gonna meet in person? Which we never know when we're able to come back to the office. But once that we meet um, via Zoom, they're like, yes, this at least this space is enough for us too. Um, and our meetings are a little bit different now. A lot of it is more checking, um, catching up with one each other, um, and giving each other resources amongst each other. Um, so to me, that experience has been really nice to see um, how they've overcome a lot of new changes that have happened within the next last year um, and how they have adapted and how they have become more together as a community and how they have helped each other out. So experiencing that just to see how one member gives another member a resource or like they check in with each other or even via when they see each other via Zoom, even though they're not physically with each other, they're like, something's off with you. Let me know what's wrong. Um, and that member is able to connect, express what's going on too. So that seeing that to me has been really, really sweet and really amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think Stephanie and I share similar feelings about what Echando Palante means to us. Um, you know, we started off in different capacities, but now we get to see um, members in different ways than from when they initially came to the organization. And I think that's like, that means a lot. Um, especially to like us, like Stephanie pointed out, like SK's manager, sometimes we work with people and then, you know, we help, we support them throughout whatever they might be going and then we never see them again. So we don't get that continuation. But with Chanda Pelante members, you know, we started off with them with case management. We supported them um, during some difficult times and then we get to see them in a different light. You know, they're out of crisis. They're happy. They're different people, literally, from when they started. I mean, I can think of a couple of members who are in the group now. And just getting to know them now, as opposed to how they first initially came to the agency, is extremely different. I mean, they know so much now. They know a lot of resources. I mean, they teach us a lot every day. Um, sometimes they know about resources that resources that we don't even know about and you know it's like they're learning from us but we're also learning from them which is amazing I mean it's definitely one of the most like entertaining most fun um, thing to look forward to throughout the week um, we like to connect with them each week and then just seeing what they're up to it's definitely a different a different group or different sessions than before the pandemic, but it's still, you know, that community building, that continuation, that connection that they wanted. Um, so, I mean, even though we don't have topics that are like educational or like we don't have presentations, they're still getting that community. They're still getting that interaction with folks. And that's especially you know, needed, especially during this time right now when, you know, folks are home by themselves or 
you know, they're not going out, um, they're not working, maybe, maybe they even live alone. I know a couple of members live by themselves. So, you know, even having that connection once a week really helps them out. So, I mean, Echando Palante means a lot to me, and I can probably say more, but I think, you know, we've already said everything we wanted to say, and it's just, it's truly something special. So, some, one of the last questions we wanted to discuss was talking a bit about what we see for Chando Palante moving forward or what we envision for the future for the group. Um, and I think as, you know, as my vision, I would hope, you know, Chando Palante keeps growing with new members. Um, I also envision that maybe members take more of a hands-on um, interaction. And I guess what I mean by that is, you know, having members plan out meetings, you know, maybe one member takes on one month and then they can plan out um, having a speaker or maybe they want to present something because a lot of our members do have certain skills like that they can share with the group. You know, some of them are really good cooks. Some folks cut hair, other people can do makeup, you know, just a skill that they can share with the rest of the group, or they know of a lot of organizations that do presentations. So they have a lot of connections within the community. So I guess my vision would be of them taking more of a hands-on, more of a hands-on role, and then them planning out the meetings for themselves and for the other members. And then hopefully, you know, we can continue and have members become you know, um, advocates out in the community and do presentations on domestic violence to other organizations, to other folks who might be going through domestic violence and certain situations that are similar to theirs, um, because who better to support survivors than survivors themselves? So that would be really cool. I love Adelia's visions. They're really nice. Um, I think... My vengeance are similar. I think I love seeing EPL building a community. And also I would love to see them building community outside as well too. Um, I think what Adelia said about um, members being advocates and survivors doing the work, I think that's key too, to help survivors kind of support each other, um, supporting other survivors as well, and even doing trainings um, to kind of further themselves too. I love the idea that Adelia brought up of like us giving them kind of that little space for them to kind of practice all that too, right? Um, being able to like, okay, today I want to practice doing this skill or this meeting or this presentation in the group. Um, maybe member other members will be give them feedback um, and see what can they improve or what was great about the presentation and then bringing that out to the community too. Um, one of the visions that I see also is kind of like members kind of educating their family members, their friends too, which I've seen happen. And also pointing survivors to the right, right resources, right direction, um, and being able to kind of be there for a survivor. Um, I think a lot of our members have learned a lot with like either trainings that they've seen here through EPL or doing group. 
and they're able to kind of see how to support family members too. Um, they learned so much. And I think my vision is for them to continue that on and planting other seeds in the community too. Yeah, so um, I guess we just want to thank you for listening to this episode. And we did record an episode with the participants of Echando Palante. It is in Spanish. So folks who do understand, speak Spanish, will be able to enjoy that episode. Um, we just talked to them a bit about what Echando Palante means to them what they see um, for the future within the group, and then just talk about what they want the community to know about survivors and about domestic violence. <clears throat> so that episode should be available to listen to. Um, you know, we wanna, we had a really good time recording that episode. Um, some members were nervous, but, you know, ultimately they were able to share with you know, the community about what Echando Palante has done for them and what they hope to see in the future and what they want folks to know, not only about, you know, their situation, about other survivors. Um, so hopefully you're able to listen to that and enjoy it because we had a lot of fun recording it. It was a lot of fun. It was nice to see them kind of step up because um, when we brought it to one of the EPL meetings, we were like, hey, we want to record a podcast um, with you. And we explained it to them what it was. And we're like, yes, we're down. We're down to do this. Um, <laughs> like this time works for me. This time works for me. And they basically kind of coordinated kind of themselves. As well. mm -hmm. Because we were like, oh, we will do it during our regular EPL time. And they were like, nope. Let's do them when everybody could be there, when we're all here. Because um, sometimes we have a few members, sometimes we have a lot of members in our meetings. And there's been a lot of times that we had all of them. Um, but the members were like, no, let's have everyone do it. Let's see our schedule. Um, then in there, they were like, this day works for me. Let's check in. Um, and we do have a group chat with them too. Um, mm -hmm. so facilitate that with them. We're like, okay, we're going to record an episode on the radio um so let's see days works for you and they were like oh this day works best for us so we were all there it was really nice to see how they were able to express themselves how what EPL meant for them like their vision for it um and how they want to what they wanted the community to know as well mm -hmm. yeah it was really nice you know just to hear how they have grown so much and how they want to continue learning and growing. And it was really nice. And hopefully folks will be able to listen to that episode and enjoy it as much as, you know, enjoy it as much as we had recording it. So thanks for listening and we'll leave it at that. Thank you everybody. Thank you.